What's up? What's up? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How are we doing? Happy Saturday morning, folks. This is your favorite Saturday morning soccer show. As always, I am your host with the most units, baby, the BTV Greek looking sexy in pink. And I am joined by my little Kentucky fried chicken nugget. What's up, Beho? What's going on? Feeling good, baby. How you feeling today? I got a lot to get off my chest. We talked about it last week. We got Dude. some Champions League to talk about today. I tell you what, man. I don't know. I I feel so good about today. Like, obviously, we're recording this Friday. But, like, man, what a day. Just college basketball everywhere. I'm just going to make so much money today. And then I'm going to turn it over to the EPL. And I'm going to crush it this weekend. That's the game plan. Usually doesn't work out that way, but that's what we're hoping for. It's all about the power of positivity here on Pitches and Pints. But listen, before we get positive, before we get all excited, I want to talk about what happened in Champions League because I've been I've been holding on to this now for a couple days. And let me tell you something. Did you watch that game between Real Madrid and PSG? I may have dabbled in it a little bit. You may have dabbled in it. Well, for those of you that didn't, let me tell you what happens. On Monday, in training, Kylene Mbappe, the star player for PSG, comes out. He hurts his knee. Everybody comes out and says, he is not playing on Wednesday. At that point, I took whatever money I had, and I put it on Real Madrid. And I said, there is no way that Lionel Messi will be able to to find a way without Mbappe because Mbappe is the engine that makes this thing go. Wednesday comes around. I put all my money on Real Madrid. Then it comes out that Mbappe is going to find a way to play. So now you got Mbappe, Messi, Neymar. All of them are starting in this game. I got a little bit worried. Kylene Mbappe on a bad knee made one of the most ridiculous runs I have seen past world-class defenders, scores a goal to make it 1-0 for PSG. Lionel Messi, once again, does nothing in this game. Nothing. He couldn't do shit. Neither could Neymar. Okay, they were both shut down the entire game. Now, keep in mind, the guy that has shut Messi down for years has been Casemiro for Real Madrid. No Casemiro in this game. Their midfield was Valverde, Toni Cruz, and Luka Modric. Now, Real Madrid, in one of the most ridiculous hat-tricks I've seen in a very long time, Karim Benzema scores a goal in the 61st minute, in the 76th, and then again in the 78th. That first goal, Gigi Donnarumma. What the fuck was he thinking? Did you see the goal? It's just un- it, it, there's no excuse for it. That's just I, I mean a guy at that level. There's no excuse for a play like that. That that play completely changed the tie. I mean, at that point, they're up two nil with half an hour to go. All all that they have to do at that point is just don't suck. I mean, I talk about this all the time. Teams that just don't have to suck. You're up 2-0. You're on cruise control because they were on cruise control at that point. Real Madrid hadn't created a ton. And then Donnarumma's just fucking around with the ball in the back. He gets caught. Luka Modric goes um, and puts it on a plate. Excuse me. It was Vinicius that put the ball on a plate for him. Boom. Changes the tie. Goes 2-1. Next thing you know, mean case of lemon booty for PSG and Karim Benzema. I mean, is he the most underrated player that we've seen this last decade? 
I mean, probably. He's outstanding and just finds a way to put the ball in the net. He's one of those guys. I remember when Ronaldo originally moved from uh, Real Madrid, and he talked about Karim Benzema, and he goes, listen, guys, I, I steal a lot of his goals, and he's one of the most unselfish strikers that you're going to find, but that guy's got talent. He's got goal-scoring ability. Like, he is going to shine now that I'm gone. And, man, was Ronaldo right. This guy is – he's playing out of his freaking mind. Uh, PSG crash and burn out of the Champions League because of it. Uh, rumor has it that a massive brawl broke out in the locker room after the game, stemming around. I was going to talk about that. Neymar starts running his mouth. A massive brawl started. And uh, <laughs> I think the cherry on top of this was when Barcelona's – Barcelona, I forgot what it was. He's, I forgot what they call it. It's basically like the GM of Barcelona comes out and says, yeah, I mean, Messi, I, I have to do what's best for the club, not what's best for Messi. That's why we let him go. And it was just like – Maybe he was the problem. I mean, he very well could be. That the the Neymar Donnarumma little uh, dust up. And I mean, look, I, I don't know exactly how it went down, but you know, it sounded like Neymar was just like, "Hey, dude, way to go! You fucked us over. You cost us the tie." At which point, Donnarumma tried to blame Neymar for it, which I think is a joke because, again, without Donnarumma's mess, you know, howler, if you will. I don't think Real Madrid gets through. However, I will point out, on the show last week, you were very hell-bent the PSG was going to cruise through. And I said, don't count out Real Madrid just yet. You did. And that all changed when I heard Mbappe's knee was hurt. When I heard Mbappe hurt his knee, I have been on record saying he is the best player in the world. He should win the Ballon d'Or. He may go down. He may actually be better than Messi and Ronaldo. He's not there yet, but like the way that this kid is like his He's amazing. He's unbelievable. The speed he plays at, the unselfishness that he plays with, his finishing ability. He has every trick in the freaking book. But the reason that I was so excited is because I want a little bit of credit for a take that you gave me shit for a couple weeks ago. Messi has tarnished his legacy by going to PSG. He should have quit. I told you he should have quit. He's getting bounced out of the round of 16. He's at the point where Barcelona is literally talking shit about him. Like, let's be honest. Messi's done. I mean, he's done. I don't think his legacy is tarnished. Either we just have different definitions of what a tarnished legacy is. You're not ever going to take away how great Messi was. But Messi's got to stop now or it's going to go down that road. I think this is it for him. If he stops after that Copa America... When he lifts the title for Argentina, that's it. He did everything that he could do. Well, he wants he another won. World Cup, man. I mean, he wants to try the World Cup. I get it. I understand. And I'm sure it's very difficult for him to let go. But I'm telling you, Argent- we both know Argentina has no chance to win that World Cup. They have no, no fucking chance. I, I got it. But he, he wants to play in it one more time. Let him play that's, in it one more time. a beautiful thing. But you know what's going to happen if Argentina gets fucking crashes and burns out of it in the group Look, stage? Or even in the round of 16. He's going to be done. I mean, I think Messi, I think you're looking at his last year. Oh, it's killing me inside to say this because I have loved Messi since I was a kid. The little magician, dude, it's over. And I I heard another rumor the other day that he wants to come to the MLS. Please don't do that. Please, you are too good for this league. Please, Messi, don't go down that road. Go back to Barcelona. If you want to play one more season next year, go back to Barcelona, play for free, all right? 
You don't need the money. You've made you've probably made close to a billion dollars in your career. Please, Leonel, call it a career at Barcelona if you want one more year. But this is over, buddy. It's done, man. Yeah, it's it's unfortunately, you're right. He's he's done. He's finished. Dude, this is the stuff I hate is because like it, this is leaving a sour taste in my mouth. Like I feel like there's going to come a point when it's going to take me years to remember how good Messi was because Messi was as good as we've ever seen. He was a magician. He could do everything with the ball. He scored so many unbelievable goals in big moments, and now I'm watching him fail miserably. Dude, he's fucking terrible. He's lazy. Like, that's the thing that pisses me off the most. I'm okay when guys lose a step. I understand, like, you age, and, like, sometimes you don't age well. Dude, he's just not running. He's playing like a fucking bum. I wouldn't even want him up on nothing at go at this point. Like, I wouldn't – I don't want – like, that's it, dude. I want you to go out like how I remember you. The magician running, weaving through Real Madrid like you did and winning the Champions League and being part of the greatest team ever. Call it a career, dude. Stop with this. I can't watch you suck this much at, at, at a team that you don't give a fuck about. This was a money grab, Leo. Call it a day, dude. It's over. No mas. You're fucking painful, dude. I hate this. When, when is the last time they've been in the Champions League final? When's the last time Barcelona with Messi was in the Champions League final? Do you know? It's a great question. It's It's been a few years. But like, I don't think it's been as long as we feel like it has. 2015? Yeah, probably around there. Like, but, hang on. I, I got it right here. I actually I love found it. We it. paused the show to research this. No, I mean. Yeah, 2015. Okay. So, let's see. And that was the year that uh, Juventus made that incredible run, and it was Buffon's last chance to win it with Juventus. Another guy that's held on way too long that just needs to go away at this point. Um but I was watching a TikTok the other day, and it was just – it was a song that was just really, really sad, and they were talking about, like, it's the end of an era and going back and showing Messi and Ronaldo highlights. And, like, dude, it's over. Like, I think Ronaldo's way more successful at United. But, like, it's over, dude. This is – this can't be right. Bio is very focused. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out when was the year that Chelsea beat Bayern Munich. Oh, there it is. In 11-12. So they did go, God, it's been that long. Feels like a long time ago. Huh. Oh, well. I was, never mind. Go ahead. Oh, you take over real quick. So, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, man, I was like, Chelsea, when they were, uh, when, when they played Barcelona on their route to their Champions League, uh, finals and and win against Bayern Munich in Munich, I might add. Uh, Great day for me. You know, we kind of put the book out on where Messi used to pick the ball up, just inside the the halfway line, just on the right side. That's where he was most dangerous. He gets the ball at his feet from there, and the kid was a magician. He'd weave through everybody. He'd lay it off for somebody, or or he'd score the goal himself. And when Chelsea really focused on that in the semifinals and focused on not letting him get the ball in that particular area, it really shut him down. 
And it's like ever since then, the book's kind of been out on Messi about where not to let him do it. Now, he did it for a couple of years after. But, I mean, since that 2015 finals, like he's just been downhill. I mean, you know, he still scores an amazing goal every now and then. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> it kind of is what it is. But uh, I- I'm with Leo here on this. I-, I just don't understand how in the world that – he doesn't quit soon. I mean, he's got to, this is, this is going to come into like the Brett Favre where, you know, he's hanging in there too long and he is starting to tarnish the legacy. I don't think it's completely tarnished just yet. I mean, he's still, I mean, just five years ago, he was must see TV. If he's playing, you're watching. It's just how it is, especially if you're in America and, and you haven't seen, that much soccer in your lifetime. It's just really incredible to watch Messi and Barcelona. Some of those Barcelona teams, they were just so fun to watch. They moved the ball. They just pinged the ball around. They had some of the best players in the world and just some, they just had fun playing the game. Kind of like, you know, the U did back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties in football. Like they were the fun team to watch. Everybody wanted to watch them. People were fans of them. Hell, I've got a Barcelona Messi shirt. I mean, why not? Like, he's the best player in the world at the time. Um, you know, Ronaldo's great too. But, uh, but yeah, for that, the uh, the other Champions League games uh, we were talking about. What's up next Champions League-wise, Leo? Manchester City, baby, take care of business with a nil-nil draw against Sporting where they couldn't score and couldn't do – they just couldn't care less in that game. I mean, it yeah. was – I mean, they were through. There was no, there was no uh, reason. I still want to see something out of them. I will say this though, man. Salzburg kind of shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, I for mean, for all that shit about oh, we've got our league wrapped up. We're solely focusing on this. Bold strategy, Cotton. You Didn't know, we- quite work out. <laughs> we just recorded cutting nets and we've kind of touched on this on like um what's the right way to put this teams that i don't know where i was going with that but um Salzburg, <laughs> oh i'm sorry what i was gonna say was teams that kind of need to hang in early right we talked about it today earlier on cutting nets with vanderbilt in kentucky and i know you guys yeah. are gonna see this tomorrow but one of the things that we talked about was can Vanderbilt hang in early? If they can, they may have a chance. They're going to gain some confidence. They're going to do whatever they need to. But if Kentucky goes out to a big run, this thing's done. This thing's going to be done early because they're not going to have the legs. And you know what? Salzburg, they let in that first goal. You could just see them get deflated. And then Lewandowski just – he does what he does, man. He's he's one of the greatest strikers. He had a hat trick in like 22 minutes? 22 minutes, man. He was He was phenomenal. He was incredible. Just completely took over the game. I would be hard-pressed, Leo, and and you probably know the answer better than I do. 8-2 as an aggregate? Like, when have we seen that big of an aggregate in in this round of 16? Like, I feel like usually it's pretty cleaned up and it's a little bit closer than that. That's pretty absurd. Yeah. 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 It was, it was tough, man, because they played better than Bayern Munich did in that first leg. I thought they outplayed them. They did everything that they needed to. They did everything they said they were going to. And that Salzburg team, don't let that don't let that result fool you guys that this is not a talented team. The team's dripping with talent. 
They just that's what makes this so ridiculous. Like, I can't believe, like, if you would have told me Bayern Munich was going to score seven goals on Salzburg, I would have told you, you have lost your damn mind. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. You know, it's one of those games where. Uh, Lewandowski just took over. The other game was really interesting, though. You had Inter Milan going into Liverpool. Oh, and we're gonna have us, we're gonna have us a little argument on this one, I think. I mean, you had. I told everybody that Inter Milan was not out of this. That game was a lot closer than expected. That first leg, don't believe that two 0 score. Liverpool wasn't dominant by any stretch of the imagination, and you know what? They weren't. Um, and again, Inter Milan was the better of the two teams the other day. I had Inter Milan on the money line. I had him to advance at plus 15 to 1. They score that goal. Laturo Martinez puts it away. And then a red card. And are you going to disagree with me on the red card? I'm going to need you to explain why you disagree with me on the red card before I start yelling. I, I think... Why is that a red card? For those of you that don't know the play, what happened is you have Alexis Sanchez, who's already on a yellow card, coming in. Which he rightfully deserved. Yeah, the first yellow card was definitely a yellow card. So he comes in, he kicks the ball forward, he passes, he slides in, okay, on a slide tackle, and he flicks his foot forward, he kicks the ball to one of his teammates, it was a clear pass. Inter Milan, they weren't like on a breakaway or anything, but you could tell it was about a three on four moving forward. So they were in a decent enough position. And the ref stops on his phone. Ah, 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 you're not telling you know, the whole story. As what his happened is coming down. Touch the ball. As his, after he passes the ball, as his foot is coming down, he clips the opponent. He clipped the opponent. He didn't stomp on him. Pretty, it was a pretty ridiculous follow-through tackle. And no. He, oh, dude. No. Yeah, it was. Like, first, first and foremost, after he he was so far away from him when he hit the ball, he could have tucked his legs in and not made any contact with the guy. But he followed through, which we know you cannot do, even if you win the ball. And hack the dude's ankle off. First and foremost, whether you agree that's worth a yellow or not, you have to know that if you're on a yellow, you can't do that. Different story. That I 100% agree with. The point when I say it's not a foul is number one. It's a 100% one foul. Which he did. 100% one foul. foul. Clean. Second, he passed the ball to his own fucking teammate. Okay. That got, that has to come for something. It Any wasn't time a challenge. Your studs up into it, another opponent's ankles or legs. You're going no, to get it. Rewatch it. Rewatch it. You're wrong on this. He didn't come in studs up. Imagine this is the bottom of the foot. He didn't come in studs up. His foot was coming down this way. Did Watch. his studs make contact with the ankle? It did. However, That's his it. foot That's is it. coming That's down. It. He's trying That's it. to put his foot down. Why not just pull your foot back? Dude, at that point, he's going at such a speed. That you played baseball? Dude, come on. That's not a fucking – that's not a – and more importantly, if you're the ref, another thing that we've been talking about regarding college basketball is understanding time and situation. 
Okay, you can't you can't make that call in that moment when you have Inter Milan that are making, and it's I, it's a borderline. I understand what you're call. saying, but again, this is all Alexi Sanchez's fault. It's a borderline. He has to know you can't part. do that in that situation. Fine, I I'm not I I'm I'm okay with that explanation. However, from a referee's perspective, you need to understand the moment that you're in, um, and the referee I think did a really poor job. Also, where the fuck is VAR in this situation? Like, even if you want to give him a yellow card and tell him he's out of the game, that's not worthy of replaying? Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. And I don't know if the rules of VAR don't allow that because he did – he gave him a yellow. No, it's because somebody – they were allowed to review that because okay. it resulted in a red. So, yeah, it, it should have been reviewed. Like, he should have went over and taken a look at it. I think if he did, he may have had a different outcome. Uh, but at the same time, dude, again, I, I just have a hard time not blaming Alexi Sanchez for all of this. I would have had a lot less of a problem with this yellow card if the referee went and took a look at it. If the referee goes and takes a look and says, yeah, because here's my thing. Here's my this thing. This is what VAR is for, for that let, kind of moment. A champion's let, league. Let's say, say Alexi wasn't on a yellow card, okay? And that tackle happens. And the ref gives him a yellow. I don't think you're that upset about it. I think you would say, you know what? I don't he did think get the ball, but he did get studs on ankle, and that's dangerous. That's a dangerous play. You want my honest opinion here? I don't think that's a foul. I don't think that should ever be a foul. First okay? of all, Leo, it's a fucking dangerous play. Like, it is the definition of a foul. Okay. He won the ball. And he made a successful pass. You keep saying winning the ball. You can't win the ball and then hack somebody over. He got the ball. His legs coming down. I don't. I would have accepted it. Yeah. I mean, if he gives him a yellow card and he's not on a yellow card, I mean, it's not the end of the world because I wouldn't expect Alexi Sanchez to get another yellow card. So I'd be like, fine, fuck you, dude. Um, but I mean, I I don't think that was a fault. I don't think it was a fault. If you, I hate this rule that we have, where it's like, and again. You have to understand that we're watching this in in slow motion. Like, I've re-watched this in slow motion. When you're watching something live, you have to put yourself in Alexi Sanchez's shoes. I mean, he has a split decision to make a, to get his leg out of the way. And like, well, you had to think about that about the ref, too. He made the call in, in, in real time. Yeah, but that's the I, I'm just saying, you keep saying he got the ball. Make sure you know that a real-time decision isn't skewed by just what they see in real time. They're allowed to come see what we see. It's yeah, bullshit. Well, uh, you know, again, um, you know good and well, you've seen people get red cards for trying to tackle, hitting the ball, and sometimes the ball bounces funny, and their 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 boot hits the top of the ball and deflects it up, and then they end up taking somebody's leg. And what happens? Red, see you. You can't yeah, do I don't it. Like those winning either. the ball, just winning the ball does not mean it's not a foul. You keep I saying you won the ball, you won the ball, you won the ball. That doesn't necessarily make it not a foul. I feel the way about like winning the ball in the yellow cards and like studs up. Like if you win the ball with one leg and go studs up on an opponent, yeah, it's fucking dirty. But if you win the ball, generally I'm okay with what happens. If you got two guys honestly going in without any type of menace, I'm okay if there's contact. I feel the way about this rule like you do with the charges and blocks in basketball. I think well, it's ridiculous. I, and, and okay, and and I'll say this. So 
you know, I wasn't watching that game. And then when you turned me on to it, I obviously saw the replay of the foul. And I only saw the slow motion replays of it. And when it first happened, I don't even see the, the other guy in the frame. Like, Alexi wins the ball. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, he followed through. The good dude was three yards away. He yeah. followed through. He caught him right in the ankle. It's just it, a guy like Alexi Sanchez has to know better there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a decent enough argument. Like, I'm okay with that argument. It's just from Let me ask you this. From a, from Do you think Alexi could have got the ball? Could he have won the ball without going down? No. I think he was closer to the ball than the other guy. I think Alexi Sanchez could have beat him to the ball without even sliding. I mean, that's that's a different argument, too. I mean, yeah, that should have been prevented. Alexi has to know better. I agree. Yeah. He fucked up the game. He it was a harsh red. It was harsh. You can't it's harsh. You can't put that call in the refs in the refs' hands. But at the same time, if you're the referee, I mean, oh, what the fuck? Come on, dude. Understand time and place. Um, I, I, just playing I devil's also, advocate. I think here. I'm also just playing devil's advocate. If I'm a Liverpool fan, I want a red card there. If I'm an Inter fan, I say it's nothing. I, as an innocent bystander of the game who had no betting interest, nothing on the game. I don't know that I agree that it should have been a red. It was harsh. However, I can't say it wasn't a red either. You know what I'm saying? It could have went either way, and I'm okay with whatever the ref decides. I think yeah. he made the right call here. He had to send Alexi off. Yeah, and to be fair, I also had to enter at 15-1 to 1 to advance, and in that moment they had all the momentum. They had just scored there a goal. So, I mean, I'm a little I'm a little perturbed, but I, I and that's so okay. Me nuts for you, and that's fair. I mean, there's been plenty of times in Chelsea games I'm screaming for red cards and they don't give anything, and then we do something a little bit and they send us off, and then I'm get really pissed. So, but listen, we got to focus on what we have going on this weekend in the Premier League. You actually have a fairly big game going on right now between Brighton and Liverpool. Uh, when this is airing, I'm going to say it's still nil nil. I think Brighton's going to hold on for a little bit. Liverpool sneaks it out late. Uh, shout out to Brighton fans who decided to boo your manager earlier this year while you were in fucking fifth place, you bozos. Um, you deserve everything that's coming to you. I think this one's tight. I actually kind of lean toward the under. I mean, I don't see a reason Liverpool doesn't pound Brighton. I'm taking Liverpool and laying whatever. Fair enough. Uh, one of my favorite games to bet on here is going to be Brentford at Burn excuse me Burnley at Brentford I am all over Burnley here uh Brentford this is a massive game in relegation because you have Brentford that just have not played well they're currently 6 points ahead of Burnley but Burnley have two games in hand uh, I know Burnley did not play well against two clowns last time out they got beat 4-0 at home it was a massacre but Burnley has beaten Brentford uh let's see here five five straight times Five of the six times that they have played competitively, it has been Burnley, including earlier this year, beating them 3-1. You can get Burnley at plus half a goal at minus 125. I'm in. I'm sold. I'm taking them on the money line, too, at plus 260. Yeah, what was crazy about that Burnley-Chelsea game is Burnley played really well in the first half. I mean, one could argue they had the better of the chances in the first half and, and yeah. couldn't get the ball in. And then, I mean – Chelsea just came out in the second half and in seven minutes put three goals on them. I mean, that's just – you just can't allow that to happen. 
So, yeah, um, I'm probably just passing on this. This is the old six-pointer. It could go either way. Brentford needs to win this game badly. Uh, Burnley needs to win this game badly. So, I don't know. I do know that if Burnley does win the game, depending on what happens with Everton this weekend, somebody's in the relegation zone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, let's talk about the next game, though, uh, Everton play on Sunday. You have a fairly big game going on on Saturday between Manchester United and Tottenham. I want to get your opinion on this one first. This is a tough one for me um, because I hate Spurs so much. I don't ever want to see him win except their last game where I bet him. <laughs> um, what's the what's the line on the draw here? Uh, on the draw, you have plus two eighty. Couldn't you see this being like a one one draw here? Yep, I I actually have the under two and a half in this game. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the under two and a half, and I'm gonna play the draw just for shits and giggles. I actually like that a lot. It's a it's a solid play right there on the shits and giggles. Uh, I'm actually leaning toward Tottenham at a pick here because you can get it at plus 150. I like that a lot. I don't think United's playing all that well right now. Ronaldo's banged up too, which never helps. Uh, you got a really juicy slate on Sunday, which I'm fairly excited for. And I can't wait to talk about this first game because it, it doesn't just have your team. It also has the government that you can't stand. Oh, shit. Uh, any chance you're going to bet Newcastle here? No shot. No shot. Chelsea rested a lot of their players yesterday against Norwich. They should be fine and ready to go against Newcastle. If this game was at Newcastle, I'd be a little more worried. Newcastle just feels like that team that always fucking steals points from us, and it pisses me off so much. But then I went back and looked, and like they haven't stole points from us in a while. I think it's been like over two years. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm going to take Chelsea here again. It, Chelsea's in a weird spot because they're just kind of in third by themselves. You know, they're they're you know, they're not really, they're not going to catch Liverpool in second. Liverpool's probably not going to catch City. And, you know, Arsenal's behind them in fourth. I don't think Arsenal is going to catch Chelsea. It's just kind of, we're in a no man's land. Like, we're just trying to see through the end of the season, stay in the Champions League spots and, and try to win the Champions League. And you know what? Newcastle's the same exact way right now. They're in, they're already up to 14th in the table. I think it's fair to say that they're not going down. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking at this one, I'm going to avoid this one. We're at the point in the year where you're going to get a lot of meaningless games. And when you look at the meaningless games, the only way for me to bet them is usually just taking the over. Cause you have two teams that are just trying to score and pad their stats a little bit. Um, so, I mean, whenever we get a meaningless game, that's usually how I'm going to lean. The next team though is not meaningless because like you mentioned, you have Everton right now who are just bad. They're really bad. They're just ahead of the relegation zone. They're one point ahead of Burnley right now. They could be in the relegation zone if things don't bounce their way by the end of the weekend. Uh, and now you have a lot of pressure from the uh, United Kingdom government to, you know, you know the situation all too well with Roman. There's a lot of pressure for Everton now to sell the club because of their Russian ties. People were talking about, you know, not having Everton even play another game at one point this year. Um, there's a lot of outside stuff happening with Everton. They need a result here. Do you think they get it against Wolves? 
Uh, no, I think Wolves wins this game. And I think they are in the relegation zone sooner than later. They have been an absolute huge disappointment this year. I am embarrassed to have. Oh, my God. What's the matter? Um, I wanted to see something because we were talking about Roman and stuff. This is fucking wild. I need you to get on your computer right now. Uh-huh. Type in ChelseaMegastore.com. Chelsea. For all of our listeners right now, type Share in your screen. Share a screen on this. This is this is screen sharing stuff. I, I don't I don't have the screen sharing ability oh, you here. Can't do- yeah, no. Uh, oh here. I don't think I can. Oh, yeah, I can. Hold on. So if you go to ChelseaMegastore.com, this is what you get. It says, since you can't probably see it, due to the latest government announcement, the Chelsea Megastore official online store shall be offline until further notice. Wow. Fucking wow. I mean, for those of you that don't know why this is happening, they came out with a big announcement saying that they were going to freeze all Roman Abramovich's uh, assets. The players and all the staff for Chelsea will still be getting paid, obviously, but all of his assets will be frozen. I don't believe he's allowed to sell, correct? I don't know officially how that's going to affect anything. Um Another problem that we have is our um, shirt sponsor, the mm-hmm. the three company that's the mobile thing. Yes. We can't wear that on the front of our shirts anymore. Like our shirts will just be regular shirts with just our crest on it. From, I mean, uh, this is just. Here out. Wow. Well, I mean, this story is just. It's nuts. I mean, man. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, I will say this now that we're on the topic that I really didn't want to get into because I hate being harsh on my fellow Chelsea fans. Stop singing the motherfucker's name at every game. Tuchel made it very clear that this is not the time nor the place to do this. And you embarrass the club and the rest of us fans by singing it at every match. I know he he has done wonders for this club in the past, but let's not act like this guy is some victim and martyr here, okay? He has his hands in all of it. Don't – and he always has. So it, it's – stop singing his name. Let's hope he gets to say goodbye and gets to sell the club, but it, it, it's done. Stop it. Interesting. And the only I mean, reason I, I went to Chelsea Megastore, honestly, is I wanted to see if I could buy a shirt without the title sponsor on the front, just because I think it would be unique and, and neat just to have yeah. a Chelsea shirt without a without a sponsor. So Turns out it's completely shut down. Um, yeah. Yeah, Turns Roman out it's especially go F yourself. The Roman thing, I kind of feel like the same way. Um, 
I kind of feel bad for Roman in the fact that he didn't do this. Um, you know, he just – he's just a bystander at this point. Not an innocent Yeah, but he's been buddy-buddies with Putin for that a long being said, time. So. He, 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 has, he has some involvement in this too. So, yeah. like, on one hand, I feel bad. On the other hand, I'm like, yo, fuck this dude. And at the end of the day, I hate Chelsea, so fuck him. Bye-bye. Yeah, and it, it – I mean, it just sucks. And, and I, I don't know. You know, Ooh, Tuchel's – Woody Allen going to buy the club. Woody Allen? Yeah, the guy from the Jets. His name's not Woody Allen. It is. No. No. I'm almost certain. Woody Allen's the, the actor that married his adopted stepdaughter. Woody Johnson, never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> what a name, Woody Johnson. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, the ball's on that guy, huh? Yeah, oh, Jesus. Uh, you better be packing packing some major heat if your name's Woody Johnson. <laughs> There's actually a principal at a local high school here whose name's Harry B. Johnson. Oh, that's terrible, terrible choice. Parents, if if your last name's Johnson, don't don't make any dick jokes in names, yeah. please. Yeah, no. So uh, so yeah, I, I you know I, I'm torn here because I do love the club Chelsea, and Chelsea is always more than just one person. Roman did buy the club and take us to greatness. I mean, we were nothing before him. We are great since him. I'm hoping whoever does buy the club is not the Jets owner or the Dolphins owner. I want no part of those slugs. They clearly have shown they don't know how to run franchises. I don't want them dabbling into English soccer. The latest I heard is there's another British billionaire who is going to try to buy them. Seems like a pretty good dude. I don't know. We'll see. But, man, it's just I, – I, I'm glad Tuchel is in charge because he seems to have a pretty level head on this and seems to have the locker room motivated and focused. And as long as that stays the course, I think we're fine. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm with you on it. I think Tuchel's the key. Uh, The coach is really the key here because in reality, they haven't seen Roman in forever, like you've mentioned. Uh, Yeah. Tuchel's done a great job of keeping things level. Next game that we got to talk about, Leeds United against Norwich. Leeds is actually a big favorite here. I'm actually going to take Norwich here plus a half goal just because I don't trust Leeds with a 10-foot pole right now. Yeah, I mean, look at their form. They've both lost five straight. Like, what do you what do you do here? Uh, bet the draw <laughs> since neither team wants to win. What's that? At? I mean, not the worst case scenario. Not what's, a bad what's the what's the uh, you can get Leeds is minus 190. You get the draw plus 320. And yes, plus 420. Give it to me, baby. And what's the under? Uh, the under is at three. Un- an- Give me another one. An under three draw. All right, next game. I, I don't think I couldn't care less. Southampton, Watford, I'm passing. No reason to care about this. No. Fuck them Saints. There you go. West Ham, Austin Villa should be another big game for West Ham. West Ham lost midweek to uh, Sevilla in the Europa League 1-0. I think their focus is on that at this point because they know that they're not going to crack the top four. You have Arsenal who are three points ahead with three games in hand. Um, 
So I'm looking at this. I kind of like Austin Villa here. I think West Ham are going to sit some of their players. I think taking Austin Villa at a pick, you can find it at plus 130. Good value there. Yep, absolutely. I'm I'm tailing it right with you. Villa will win this game. Uh, really like this Sunday game. Arsenal, Leicester. I'm all over Leicester in this matchup because this is your Arsenal game to, to blow things. You have Arsenal that's in a really good position. Their teams are really like their fans are starting to buy into the fact they may actually be in the Champions League next year again for the first time since they lost 10 2 on aggregate to Bayern. Um, I'm looking at Leicester City, they're better than what their record shows. They've won four in a row, they're starting to get a little bit more confident, they're starting to play the right way. They've only allowed one goal in those four games. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just see a lot of value. You can get them at plus 500 on the money line. You can get them plus half a goal, plus 160. That's really what I'm leaning toward here. Hold, hold on a minute. Is ESPN lying to me? What? What month is this? It's March, you numbnuts. What do you mean? What? What are you talking about? What happened? So when I'm looking at this game... It's showing me that Leicester lost its last match. But they didn't. No. You go to ESPN for stats? No, I, I just – it was up and, and easily clickable. So that's what I went to, and it's just fucking for everybody watching, For everybody watching and listening right now on the Better the Vegas podcast, I'm here to tell you that uh, – ESPN is the worst to go for go to for soccer information. What I recommend you use is either SofaSport. My personal favorite is FlashScore. Uh, FlashScore is up to the second. You usually get a goal update on FlashScore before it's actually scored on your TV. That's how quick they are. They have the lineups. Well, that's why I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> they got lineups the second that they're released. They have excellent information. Highly recommend using that. All right. So uh, no free ads anymore. If they want to sponsor us, they can get in. If not. Uh... Eat it. Uh, they will remain nameless. Also, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think you just talked me into Lester here. Let's suffer together, baby. Because, I mean, I was going to say, Arsenal has quietly snuck their way into a Champions League spot. Is this not the most Arsenal game to lose, though? Dare we say... Pierre was an issue? No. Get the fuck out of here. Pierre was an issue. They've been playing no pretty way. good since he's gone. No way. Pierre is not the issue. I tried telling you, you bozo. Mikel Arteta knows what he's talking about. He's a good coach. He's smart. He's he's very I mean, very I got to give smart. him some credit. He's drugged these lugs up to Champions League. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm putting the fucking hex on Arsenal. Also, the only way to ensure that Arsenal takes an L this weekend is for me to pick Arsenal. So I'm going to take Arsenal and gladly donate my money if they drop three points this week. And you know what? I'm going to do it for the people. I'm like like Bane in Batman. I do all, all the people that are sitting there talking and talking Arsenal up and like, oh, look at how good they are. Oh, this and that. Because I've heard a lot of it. Um, Let's look at their last four wins. They're on a four-game winning streak. You ready? Wolves 1-0 when Wolves were playing their fourth day in 11, uh, fourth game in 12 days. Brentford, who may be going down. Wolves, again, they had to play. 
and then Watford. You see any type of impressive wins there? And, oh, by the way, that win against Watford was not all that impressive. It was 3-2, and it was tight. <laughs> Can I argue that any win for Arsenal is impressive because they shouldn't? Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just, just throwing that out there. One game left on the slate. It's on Monday. It's my Manchester City going against Crystal Palace. I will continue to say this. Uh, you will bet Crystal Palace in this matchup because Crystal Palace, for some reason, just loves to give us fits. They give us serious problems. Um, I, I don't know what it is. It's just the smart way to bet. And the way that Manchester City played against Sporting, in like I know it was a meaningless game, but I continue to have concerns about it. You can't score that many goals without a striker. It's just not how it works. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to take Palace plus one and a half goals here. Um, what Did you just go over to Monday's game and, and not – oh, because City's playing. I'm like, I, I didn't even look at this game. Uh, shut up, dude. City's going to fucking kill this team. What are you talking about? Not gonna, I'm telling you, it's one of those teams. There's no rhyme or reason why Crystal Palace give us problems. Every fucking year they do. They're a pain in our right. ass. I got, I got a question for you. What's up? Okay, I'm gonna. This is not soccer related at all. Okay, this is this is college basketball. Ooh. Okay, I'm in. Jabari Smith over under 19 and a half points. Under. Yeah, I don't know that he gets 20 today. I, mean, I was I actually, looking while we were just talking. I actually just locked in a And M plus uh, plus five in the first half. Nice. You know, I I like, man, I wish they would have put these up early enough so I could bet on the Kofi Coburn uh, or Cockburn. The burning cock himself. And, like, I I really, I really need them to put up player props for the Kentucky game because I feel like I could make an absolute shitload of money today. Over on there on Sheboy, 20 on rebounds. Oh, shit. Uh in all seriousness, I expect if if they put up and in this Auburn game they didn't do points plus rebounds plus assists like you know you can find in most places. And I was gonna go over, like I figured it'd be like in the thirty seven range, and I was gonna take over on it. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, we've clearly run out of stuff to talk about soccer-wise. Make sure you guys check out nitrobetting.eu. Oh, by the way, you want to look sexy like me? You want some BTV gear? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We just launched a partnership with Old Smoke. This shirt's not available, but there's a real sexy shirt on there. Uh, Make sure you guys go to our profile at BTV Bets. Click on the uh, pinned tweet. Got a link right there. It's awesome. Come support BTV. It means the world to us. To all of you that have been watching from the start, thank you guys. No, go buy a goddamn shirt. Thank you. Did you mention it's the address is pinned in our Twitter at BTV Bets? At the pin to it. Pin tweet, yes. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I was all right, ladies and gentlemen. We are checking out today. Going on, man. My my mind's all over the place right now. Yeah, you're a bit of a mess. Yeah, I got a lot of shit going on today, man. Um so anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Make some money with us this weekend. Like you do every weekend, play us, latest, whatever. Check out that's at 10 a.m. Eastern time right here. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Better Vegas podcast. We can get all of our content for free, all in one convenient space, and it's a lot easier to sneak past your boss than watching the video. All right, folks, we're checking out for the day. It has been a pleasure.